Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. You know, the pastoral team for this talk on Mother's Day throws around a hot potato to see who is going to land with the potato and need to preach on Mother's Day. And um, as you can see, Steve and Sandra actually left the country, so they didn't get picked to talk on Mother's Day. And I, um, I don't know, could have been Dallas or Hope, but I landed the potato this year. So I started to ask myself, why is it that, you know, we all sort of avoid or want to avoid this Mother's Day talk? And, um, you know, Mother's Day is complicated, isn't it? It's, there's, there's a wonderful element to it that we are celebrating moms, but then there's lots of complications of pain or disappointment or things that didn't go well or things that aren't going well. And so when you come into a room like this, I can just feel all the different things that are going on and it makes me kind of want to race out to all of you and give you a big hug and say, we're going to do this together and it's, it's going to be okay. So I, I consider mothers sacred. Anyone else in here? You know, mothers are, yeah, I mean, big hand, big hands for moms. So I consider it so sacred that when you step into the areas of mothers, there's many minefields that you can, you can step into. And so today what I want to do is I want to be cautious of, um, of pain and not just be like, oh, pain doesn't matter and we're going to pretend it's not there and ride over it because it's very real and it's a very real emotion. But I also want us to, you know, leave here today rising up and say, and, and Lillian's already given the sermon, we have already won haven't we? We've already won. And so what we're passing through as we pass through the earth, there's joy and there's sorrow and there's groaning and there's the things of the earth that, that, that are groaning, but we have already won. And so one of the, I want to start off by giving you a couple book uh, recommendations. Anybody out there love to read? Yes, a few of you. You can also listen to it on audiobooks or podcasts. Um, but the first book that I want to recommend is by Henry Nowen, and it is called Can You Drink This Cup? Okay, Henry Nowen, Can You Drink This Cup? It's a really small book. But what he talks about is it is essential we learn to to um, live life in the joy and the pain. If we try to just push pain away and avoid it and, and, and not kind of embrace it and say it's real, we will lose out on the joy. And actually when Jesus went to the cross, he had to embrace, he had to drink the cup of, of sorrow and, and joy together. And so, so we're going we're gonna to try to do that today. The second book that I want to recommend is called Our Mothers, Ourselves. Now, if the title alone doesn't scare you off and you're brave enough to read it, you can buy it off Amazon. It's not very expensive. And it is a fantastic book. And I'm not going to teach on that today because it's a bit grueling, the, 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 the subject. Um, but you have to come to the school ministry for that. And that, the next one is starting in July. So come and be with us if you want to hear more about that. Great books for your library and your reading. So what do we do with all of this stuff about being mothers? And, and I, I want to just make sure that 
you know, 50% of you in here don't tune out. All of us had a mother. Thank God. So we're here because of our mothers. So all of us had a mother. And so at some level, whatever we're talking about today will be applicable for all people. It just means if you're a mom, you have maybe have a more complex journey on this day because you have to deal not only with your own mother, but you have to deal with yourself as a mother. And as we know, we're all quite hard on ourselves with our successes and failures and what we could have done and what we, we couldn't. So everything we do today, we're going to do it with with two of ourselves in mind. Now, what I want you to do is I'm going to invite all of you to stand up and we're going to jump in with a powerful prayer today. This prayer is called a victim and predator spirit day. And what I want us to do is, is, you know, the enemy's pleasure is to inflict pain and, and get you and me to check out, to say, this is too much. I don't want to live. I'm not good enough to live. I was a terrible this. I was a terrible that. He wants us to check out. As soon as he gets us to check out, he wins something. And so today, we are going to start this morning, it's actually afternoon now, and we're going to take something back. This prayer came from Juanita Lubin. Juanita, are you here today? Wave at me. She is a force to be reckoned with. If you ever get to take any kind of classes here with her, I would highly recommend it. She gave me this prayer years ago, and it's one of the fundamental prayers that we use in the school ministry. So... It is going to be up there on the screen. Let's read it together. You may want to lay hands on yourself and be like, I'm right behind this. If there's something in this prayer that you don't agree with or you're not comfortable with, just move on past that line. Um, but it, you're, I think you're going to love this. So Lord, I give you permission to remove any and all traces of victim and predator spirits. And I declare to you, God, that I need your strength and guidance to change. I repent of any action on my part of submitting wrongfully to any predator spirit in any person. I repent of giving them authority over me. Lord Jesus, please forgive me. I fire every authority figure and person who has preyed on me, every teacher, mentor, boss, pastor, peers, spouse, and family members. I choose to forgive everyone who has used me as a victim, and I choose to bless them. I declare today that I am no longer a victim or a predator's puppet. I cut and sever the puppet strings. I sever myself, my body, my soul, and my spirit from every ungodly attachment that has been made between myself and any predator. I take back from any and all, every predator, all wrong power and authority that I gave them over myself that would determine a wrong identity in me or any ungodly response. I give that authority back to the Lord Jesus, who really determines my identity and destiny. Where I have been a predator, I repent of my, and I loose any control I've had over anyone in that area. Please forgive me, Jesus. I replace you, Jesus, back on the throne of my heart. I declare victory over failure. I declare I shall have dominion over my life, my circumstances, and my responsibilities as appointed to me by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 
Does that feel good? You can, you guys can have a seat. That feels like I'm forgiving. I'm pushing away something that was never intended for me. And I'm owning my own responsibility of the things that I've done. And off it goes. And you know what? When that thing is exposed, we win. He loses. Okay, if you want a copy of that prayer, you can write into the church and we'll get it to you. We in the school ministry say, stick that up on your mirror, repeat that prayer for 30, 40, 50 days, and you can start to own. And it is, it is owning, it's owning what we've won already. It's owning what Jesus has said we have won, that we are not the victim, we are the overcomer. So I want to bring up David Askew, and I want you to hear a firsthand testimony, a good mom testimony. David uh, is one of our pastoral leaders at the School of Ministry, and he's going he's gonna to brag about being from France, but we all love France, so go ahead, go ahead. Thank you so much, Kathy. Welcome, everyone. So as Kathy said, my name is David, um, and I was born and raised in this beautiful country with his friends. Um, come to visit if you can. Um, so I'm from France, but my mom is not, uh, is not from France. She arrived when she was 24 from Peru, uh, all alone with her own um, background and everything. And she arrived this, in this country, got married, had two wonderful kids, me and my brother. And, um, and we were raised up in a really healthy Christian family. Um, my dad and my mom raised up really well and with a lot of tenderness and love. Um, but one day when I was nine, uh, they came up to us and told us that they decided to divorce for some issues between us, uh, between them. And um, it was painful. I think it is in every divorce, in every families. But the thing is, she once told my brother and I that it would never happen, that they would never divorce. Especially when you're a Christian family, you think you're protected from that. And it was a massive shock when, uh, when the news uh, came. And so um, it became uh, a moment where I decided to, actually I chose not to trust my mom anymore. I was like, the person who's there for to protect me um, didn't keep his word, so I cannot trust her. Who can I trust? So I became really independent. Uh, the relationship I had wasn't bad. It wasn't hate or uh, furious anger or really obvious, but it was bitterness. And uh, it was something in my heart that kept for a long time. And so for 10 years, my mom raised us uh, alone uh, as well as she could with all of her background, with all of the pain that she had. And, um, and those 10 years later in 2019, I'm 19 years old and I, um, I go through a really rough year. Um, and one evening that I just had a really, really painful moment, I had to forgive someone. I go back home and I'm just destroyed in pieces. And, um, she takes me in a car to somewhere and I don't say what's happening. I don't share it. And, um, as we are in the car, she randomly in the silence just says, um, David, I want you to forgive me for the divorce. And. I just froze and I really felt God close as never before, um, whisper in my ear, forgiven. It's time to forgive, go for it. And so I just cried so much and said, yeah, I forgive you, I forgive you. And we, we parked the car, we cried for a while and we kept on going. And that was such a releasing moment for me to actually, it was the second time that she was, she was asking me to forgive her, but it was the first time I was actually ready to do so. Um, 
few months later, I come to Canada because I really need a, a time to myself. Uh, I come to the school of ministry over there. And one day, Kathy is teaching about mother types and she explains how different type of mother we can have. And there's the angry mother, the manipulative, the, the child mother, the one who only provides but doesn't care. And as she uh, goes on about those mother types, she asks people to stand up about uh, those types. And we finish up. And, uh, I didn't stand up, I didn't stood up. Um, and she says, now um, stand up if you had a good mother. Good mother is this, this and that. And she takes care of you, she provides, she's here for you. Uh, she listens to you, she's not angry, she's not manipulative. And I just stood up, felt really stupid, to be honest. It was like all those years complaining and judging my mom and, and trying, to, trying to ask her to be perfect, expecting her to be perfect, no. I cannot ask, expect my mom to be perfect. And uh, the root behind that was all this judgment of this bitterness. And, uh, and when I realized that, it was a huge shock. And so a few months later, I come back home and I sit at the table with my mom and I explode in tears and ask her to forgive me for all of this judgment I had over her. Because yes, she wasn't perfect, but she was a good mom. Yeah. So good. So I love, I love to hear that story. I'm going to ask you, David, to pray for us. So depending on how brave you feel, if you have a, a child in your family or, or, or even your parent that you're disconnected with, if you want to stand up, going to get David to pray for you for reconciliation, for that kind of revelation and reconciliation. If you're not feeling brave enough, lay your hands on your, on your heart. And, um, but yeah, let's, let's do that. Go. Yes, Father, thank you for, for the grace that we spoke about this morning, the grace that forgives us all for our sins. It's the same grace we want to use towards others and especially towards our moms today. Um, there's obviously pain or hurt or words that have been painful during our life. And we want to have the... Um, we want to obey to you and to act in obedience with you and to have this reconciliation in the family. Would it be a moment that we can look at the wounds and, and forgive? Would we also have the the humility and the courage to come to our moms and to ask for forgiveness too for, for the judgment and what we've done to them. Um, I really pray for reconciliation in this day. Amen. Yeah, and Father, we just ask for a revolution. Yes, let's give a big <laughs> hand. Thank you so much, David. Yeah. Just to share quickly what happened after that is that um, now I'm a pastoral leader at the School of Ministry uh, since two school and my mom actually came two weeks ago uh, to spend two weeks with me uh, in Canada for the first time and we went on a road trip together and it's just a huge massive recon reconciliation that Jesus has led in the family. So good. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. That is what we're looking for. And I want you to notice a few things out of David's story is they, they are and were a Christian family and they still ran into this um, painful experience. And, and part of what you can hear from David's experience is trust was broken. It wasn't broken only because of the divorce, but it was broken because his mom in innocence and earnestness said, we will never get divorced. And so then when they did, it broke that, it broke that trust that he had with her. At the end of the day, guys, we're always going to come back to forgiveness here. It takes forgiveness for the big things, for the little things. And, and that is just 
making a decision to let go of the offense that we hold against someone. Not only the offense, but the pain that we hold against something. So you can just ask the Holy Spirit as, as we're talking, is there anyone I need to forgive? Do I need to forgive my mom? Am I still holding on something? Do I need to forgive myself? Do I need to forgive God? Who is around me that I need to give them that undeserved gift of forgiveness? What I love also about what David was saying was that he was being mentored by somebody at that time. And that that mentor was, was encouraging him and pushing him and calling him to live as Christ led. And, you know, here at Catch the Fire, we're really going for discipleship right now. It's one of the things that we really feel God saying, it is so important to disciple people. So everything we're doing is to, is to um, disciple one another. And because David was being discipled, the seeds were already there for him to forgive his mom. The heaven was already working for David's mom to be prompted to say, would you forgive me? She owned what she did. She owned what hurt. She owned the pain and therefore was able to, to the two of them were able to walk into um, restoration. And I was with them last week and you would never know that there was anything that um, was not other than beautiful. So so, so happy to hear those kinds of stories and, and take that today. If you're like, I need that in my family, actually take that. There is an anointing here for reconciliation and it's going to be mine. I think once we see that connection being restored, which is um, so important and comes, I believe, starts through forgiveness, I think it's really important to know that that God is also right there with us before we get back to that connected whole relationship. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he says the most beautiful thing. He says, come to me. You know, sometimes we try to come to ourselves or to fight it out with someone or work it out just on our own. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Lay hands on yourself. Rest in my soul, spirit, mind, and body, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, so the, this, this is where we are with the Father. He's right there with us as we do it. So if forgiveness is a good starting place, which I always say it is, a second, equally, maybe more important starting place is in the Word of God. So what does the Bible say about mothers? You know, it does not say specifically a whole lot, but I'm pretty sure you guys all know off by heart what the Bible does say about mothers. If you read in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6, or the same passage is actually almost word for word repeated in Ephesians 6, verses 2 and 3. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your mother and father, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have and enjoy long life on the earth. Okay, honor your mother and father, First commandment that has a promise, so it may go well with you. If you read this section of scripture, and I encourage you to do that, you know, sometime later this weekend, Deuteronomy 5 and 6, it says over and over and over and over again, so that it will go well with you. 
Isn't that crazy? We're given a commandment. We're given, here is the pathway that you can run along so that life will go well with you. And I think that, I always say to Gordon, you know, I think most of the commandments or rules, as we call them, are, are not to constrain us and to, and to, you know, make us into sort of like little puppets of, of God. They're for us. They're, they're, it's him saying, guys, do this and it's going to go well with you. Guys, do this and it's going to go well with you. It's like he's cheering us on and he's, he's actually paving the way for us to go from here to there and run that race really, really well. I want you to notice something in this verse. Honor your mother and father. He doesn't say so that your mom will feel happy, so that your mom will feel content, so your mom will feel respected, so your mom will feel loved. He doesn't say any of that. He says, honor your mother and father, so what? So it will go well with me, okay? It's for me that I'm doing it. So every time you think about honoring somebody, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but you're like, they don't deserve it. It's not for them. It's actually for me. And I want you to get that. I want When you feel that resistance, anybody ever feel that? Resistance to kind of honor somebody and inside you're like, they don't deserve it. Well, you know what? The point is we don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. And the only way we're going to be able to honor is by, you know, what we've sung about all morning, what Lillian has spoken about already, is getting love and honor from the Father. And that feels, I don't know if that feels awkward to you, but when I think about the Father honoring me, it's like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. I'm supposed to be honoring him. But God first loved me. God first loved you. And the, and the reason why he did that is because he wanted us to be filled with his love so that the natural outpouring of what we would pour out would be what we have received and we can't give out what we have not received. And Gordon and I, we had Peter Jackson in the school this week. And Peter Jackson is a long, long, long time friend um, here of Catch the Fire. And as we spoke with him, he was just describing every day we need to experience that love. It's not like, you know, in March 20th, 2019, before the pandemic, I had an experience of God love. It's, it's today. When I wake up and I'm, I'm renewing this discipline, when I wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit. And would you pour your love into me? When I'm soaking, I'm not praying for the nations or my family members that need to be saved, none of that. I'm literally, I want connection with you. I, I need your love. Would you come into those places that hurt or are painful or uncomfortable or that I don't understand? And that's what I do. I just soak in his love so that my hope and prayer is that that is what I can give out, okay? So the, the, the interesting thing about honor is honor is not earned. Honor is, is, is given freely, Okay? Jesus gave his life freely for you and me. It cost him everything, but he gave it to me freely. He gave it to me while I was in sin. He gave it to me while I was rebellious. He gave it to me before I could even, even begin to appreciate what he, had he, what he had done for me. Honor is given freely. Now, respect is earned. They're different things, honor and respect. Okay, Honor is given freely. What does honor look like? It looks like... I 
treat you like I treat Jesus. I treat you with the utmost that I have inside of me. And I look to see who has God made you to be. Not how you're acting or behaving in front of me, but who did God make you to be? And I call that out of you. I give that to you as a gift. Now, there is a war sometimes going on in our head. It's like, but you know what they did? It's a free gift, but... You know, so we tame the war. We bring that war under submission to the truth of Jesus. And then we give. And the more we give, the more it's going to be more natural for us to give it. And um, I want you to just for a second take out a piece of paper if you brought your journal with you or if you have your phone or something to write on. And I want you to just ask this question. If I could honor my mom right now, so even if your mom has gone to be with Jesus or, or you know, you're not in communication or you are, what would you say to your mom? What, what would you love to say to her that's honoring? I just want you to take a moment. And if you don't know what you would say to her, maybe it's something you're scared to say to her. Maybe it's something you feel is awkward to say to her. Maybe it's very heart-connected and, it's, and you, know, you don't normally talk like that in your family. But what, what would you say to your mom if you were the most brave and courageous version of yourself? I just want you to write that down. If you don't know the answer, ask the Holy Spirit. If your mom's beside you, tell it. To, you can tell it to her for, right to her face. There's no braver place to be than here, I don't think. So risk it. How does it feel? Apart from it being a little bit scary, how does it feel? You know, if you could say that to your mom, there is this joy that starts to bubble up. This joy of like, oh, that could be possible. I could say that to her. Do not let anything get in the way of saying those things to your mom. And let's start feeling how that joy comes up. And I believe that, you know, one of the things that Lillian prayed, spoke today was that there is an abundance of grace. There's an abundance of, of being able to honor is a grace gift. We need the grace of God to receive his love, and we need his grace to be able to give it away. And I'm taking that word. There is an abundance of it in this room today for us today. Interestingly, Lillian did not give that word at the first service. And so, oops. Um, no, but I, I think that's because it's current here. There's something here that we have, as, as a body of believers, have that need for abundant grace. So take it home, stick it in your pocket, and, and take it with you. I think, it's, I think we have to ask that question, does honoring another person make them better? I wish I could say, yes, it does, but it doesn't always make them better. But what I want you to remember is it's not about them. It's about you, okay? We honor because I want my life to go well. It's the same with forgiveness. Does forgiveness make the other person better? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but it's, it's going to transform something in me, and that's, that's the only thing that I'm responsible for. I love it when we hear David's stories like David's, where it goes, things come right around. I do believe when we forgive and we, when we honor, it shifts something in the heavens, and that is what we're looking for. And 
Um, it's a beautiful thing when it happens. I've had this picture for the last two weeks, not really a picture because it was right in front of me, but just rolling around inside of me. I have a geranium plant that's just a very, a very small plant and all winter it's been dormant and frankly, it's a miracle it's alive because you know, I'm not the best gardener that you would ever find. And, um, but in the last week or so, that dormant plant that has been faced, it just, it gets a direct sunlight to it. And it has shot out one of those, what do you call it? stalks with the flower on the end and the whole, and the word that keeps rolling around every time i see it is you know point yourself toward the sun reach for the sun and all week that that geranium flower that had the tiny little buds has just been flowering flower after flower and i keep hearing the father say Point yourself in the direction of the sun and you will blossom and grow. And so my prayer for you today is just on this day with all the good, the bad, and the ugly that you point your face towards the Son of God and you feel yourself rising up and stretching up toward him and you blossom and you flourish and you're filled with joy and you're filled with hope and you're filled with possibilities and and your your destiny and your future is is determined by him in a in a solid foundational way today yeah and i just i just feel like we should just stand up for a moment just as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. But as, we're, as we stand up, I want you to feel that. I want you to feel like, Jesus, where are you around me? Where are you right now? And I turn my face. Some of you may even need to turn to feel like his presence on you. I turn my face to you. I turn my whole being to you. I look to you for truth and hope and love and light. And right now, I drink in to the greatest capacity that, that I have. I drink in your love. I just say, even if you're starting your head, I choose love. I choose lo to be loved by you. I choose to be known by you. I choose to be heard by you. And I choose to be crazy in love with you all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.